Hello, hello, you are listening to Holding Space for Therapists, the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Cassidy, and this episode is part two to my conversation with Dr. Miriam Kermeyer, where we both share the ways that we have prepared and are preparing, I am currently 20 weeks pregnant, for maternity leave, the ways that we're preparing ourselves personally, our businesses, our clients. I'm really excited to share this conversation with all of you who are expecting. And a few things I wanted to share as well, if you did not hear this in part one of the episode, uh, my conversation with Dr. Miriam, this week, Modern Therapist Academy and Podcasting for Therapists, my two digital courses for modern therapists are launching. They're opening up for enrollment. I also know that because of the coronavirus and the impact that this has had on our businesses, that finances can be tight and it's a kind of a weird time to feel to be launching something. So I found a way to spread out um, a payment plan option. If this is something that you've been wanting to do, I want to make it accessible. And I also want to find a way to connect with all of you in real time. So I decided to put together a live webinar sharing some of the ways I am shifting my business amidst the coronavirus pandemic and moving my business online and ways that I am navigating the situation with my clients. But I also just wanted a way to connect with you in real time. So there will definitely be a lot of time for just Q and A's and talking to each other through this webinar. So if you're interested in any of those links, Modern Therapist Academy, learning more about the course, or just signing up for the live webinar that's happening this week, you can find all that info at the links in the show notes. All right, all of you expecting parents and therapists, let's get to the episode. You're listening to Holding Space for Therapists, a podcast for modern therapists. I'm your host, Dr. Cassidy, and I'm passionate about supporting therapists and building profitable, sustainable, and meaningful private practices. Are you ready to build or grow your modern private practice? Let's dive in. All right, so I do want to give a little bit of time for this whole maternity leave <laughs> question <laughs> coming back and like I know for me um one of the things that I am really that is really allowing me to feel more secure in um preparing for my maternity leave and stepping away from my practice for a period of time to have my baby um is is my community connections right and is like is is both those those community connections I have here locally and the ones I have digitally and um, that has that really is making me feel more secure. For instance, like things like I have an email list and like I know that I'm going to um, work with my uh, virtual assistant to maintain my email list and to be staying connected in in a variety of ways so that people continue to hear from me so that when I do step back into my private practice, I am able to share digitally that I am coming back and taking on um, clients again. Um, and, you know, I have I have these relationships in my community that I've been building and fostering for 
a really long time. And I know that I, I, I already have therapists who are reaching out as they know that I am going to be going on leave, um, you know, who are saying, hey, I'm, t- I'm able to take new clients. So as you're making transfers, um, you know, here's my specialty, like, here's the clients that I'm working with these days. And here's some, some of the training that I've done. And here's some of the things that I could support your practice and your clients like while you're gone in, in being able to continue those to continue to have that kind of support. Um, and, and I also know that those are people who, when I come back that I can let know like, Hey, I'm coming back. If you, um, if you have any referrals, like I, this, these are the days I'll be working as I'm transitioning back. And so, yeah, community has played a huge role. Um, and I'd love to hear more from you about, about what that looked like in your own personal experience and, and maybe we can kind of touch a little bit on the financial component yeah, too. If we can. I mean, I, I feel like I should preface this by saying I'm, of course, no expert in this. I, I have one child. I've done this once. I feel very lucky to be living here in Canada. Um, and uh, it was not easy, right? So I, as we're talking about it, I'm sure I'm going to come to some ideas about uh, what I could have done differently and what I can hopefully, if I'm so lucky, do the next time I'm pregnant. Um, you know, for me, it was... It was a matter of knowing that I had people I could refer my existing clients to when I was going on leave and feeling really comfortable with that and being able to talk with clients about that and, and um, yeah, have conversations about how obviously transition of care is really difficult and, start, and the feeling that we're starting again is really challenging, but that these are people that I trust. Um, yeah. That that was really helpful and I think comforting on both ends, frankly. But it also really was helpful to have other therapists and psychologists to speak to as I was going through it to normalize how challenging it is and that it is tricky and that it, it uh, all kinds of emotions were, are bound to come up. Um, so that was very helpful for me too. And then I do feel like above and beyond the work that I do as a therapist, having my other projects. So again, kind of my writing and my speaking, I was able to keep that up during that year of maternity. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was so important because it was a source of income. It was, you know, a way for me to keep my my foot in the in the door, so to speak. But more than that, it was a way to hold on to a part of my identity above and beyond being a mother. And yeah. that for me ended up being the most helpful part of the experience. Oh, um, yeah. I, I did not take that for granted. I, I, you know, I worked, I had to manage a lot of different kinds of feelings again that come up, you know, this, the feelings of guilt and, and questioning, is this, is this the right thing to be doing right now? But ultimately it was very, very helpful. And that also meant then that when I returned to work, it didn't feel again, like this, this huge role reversal in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel like I've been, preparing for my maternity leave since I had the positive pregnancy test. And obviously I knew that like there, because I've had pregnancy loss in the past, that there were a variety of ways that this could go. Um, but I, the, and each pregnancy was different. So like for my first two pregnancies, um, I did not have as severe of the first trimester symptoms and it didn't last into the second trimester like this one has. Mm-hmm. And so for my first two, I waited a while to tell my clients. I was also in school. I was also um, for both. Um, I was in my master's for my first and then my internship and then my PhD program for my second. 
So I um, did not have a ton of expenses. Also, my kids weren't in school at the time, and I wasn't paying my student loans yet. (laughs) And so my expenses were not as high at the time. Um, But my my maternity leave for both um, were different based on kind of where I was at in school. Um, But with my first two, I didn't tell my clients until I was closer to around – like between 15 and 20 weeks. Mm-hmm. And with this with this pregnancy, I ha- told my clients I had to actually much earlier um, because I of my symptoms and because when I had to suppress the symptoms of gagging or nausea or any of those things, I felt worse and it was more distracting. So obviously I had to be very thoughtful around how I navigated it with um, each client individually. I have some clients going through fertility um, themselves. Um, And obviously I could have experienced a pregnancy loss um, because I was sharing it in the first trimester, but I felt very comfortable with the decision because I knew that I needed to let people know because of how I was feeling. And if I had a loss, I would have wanted to have taken a step away for a bit um, Mm -hmm. to heal from that. And I am, I I would be okay with my clients knowing that that was why I was stepping away. Mm -hmm. And I had really, really important conversations with my clients based on their own needs when I did share. But what I've also noticed is that sharing it so early has allowed my clients and myself to have a lot of time to prepare for my leave. And so um, we're not talking about it every session, but I am, so I'm due in August and I do want to take around six weeks off before my baby is due to have the summer to really be um, with my two older children and and have that time and space. And so I am going to be taking leave, you know, earlier than August and we're, you know, we're based on each individual's needs um, for my clients talking about, you know, when that's going to be and kind of where they're at right now. And as it gets closer, we'll be exploring um, whether or not we're terminating because they have reached their goals or we're transferring because they need continued support. And so that has been actually really helpful. And obviously that's a very personal decision of when to share, but that has been um, a unique experience for me to have been shared it very early this time around. And obviously if I had had a pregnancy loss, I'm not sure how that would have actually been experienced. But um, at the time when I was sharing it, I felt very comfortable with that decision. And then in terms of like financial planning, um, I'm really trying to consider like, okay, how can I lower my costs? And so that actually for me has um, spurred the decision to leave my office space so that I'm not paying that overhead cost while I'm on leave. And what I think has made me feel more secure about that is knowing that I have my teletherapy practice that I can slowly, once I'm ready to come back, um, you know, start off with. And then as I'm looking for a space, if this space is no longer available. And, you know, also things like I formed a corporation um, last year. And so I am paying into disability now. And I'm not sure. I mean, this depends, obviously, your location and country and state. And I'm not sure exactly what that might look like. But there might be some disability that I could potentially get some financial support from. Mm -hmm. But the biggest thing has been creating a cushion and savings. And one of the ways in which I have been able to save has been diversifying my income. So coming back to what you were talking about, having, so teaching, um, having courses, digital courses. I have 
I'm going to have three by the time I go on maternity leave. So my therapist course for private practice, I, my prepared postpartum course with uh, my colleague who's an OBGYN, as well as I'm just finishing up a new course podcasting for therapists. And so my courses um, with, with my income, which over the past two years um, has reached that six figure mark, my courses are about 30%. Um, and there it's, that's growing like 30% plus of my income. And like, those are things that I can do and I will do while I'm on maternity leave and have absolutely like with intention of saving that cushion through those courses and the income that's come from that, um, is going to be, is supporting my business. Um, I also have a product that's launching in the fall. So after my baby is born and like, that's something that the timing wise, um, worked out really well, but was also something I was really intentional about in setting up. And so those like diversifying my income, which is definitely something that I address in these modern therapy courses, because I do think it's really important for me, for me, evaluating that sort of financial security has been critical. Um, I mean, other things like, yeah, keeping costs low, but also creating the cushion and then recognizing that things like my student loans, like I am, I do have student loans, but it is based on my income. And so here in the States, that's an option. And so, you know, once I'm on leave, like I'm making sure that I'm setting things up so that um, they know that my income is changing and so that that payment should lower as well. You know, so all these things I'm I'm taking into consideration and I'm working on now so that once I go on leave, like I feel... I feel good. I feel, I feel secure, you know, and I'm able to create enough of a leave that I feel like I can really have that time and space. I'm hoping to have at least five months. Um, And then I have a business where I know that I can let people know really easily that I'm back coming back, that I have a teletherapy practice to really help me ease back in as I'm looking for an in-person space. And I'll be having some course launches that will help supplement my income during that time. So I know I just spoke a lot, Miriam. I'm sorry, but there's no need to apologize because this is why we love our conversation so much because I feel like I always leave with such tangible tools and tips for the kinds mm-hmm. of things that you know we can all be doing as as therapists to not just diversify our income and 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 build community, but ultimately to be able to share our knowledge and expertise and to be able to share resources because that's ultimately what it's what it's all about right so you you certainly have my gears spinning and those courses that you mentioned uh, you know sign me up (laughs) might might also recommend a course on building courses because that is also something that I would love love to to learn more about you know yeah so I mean I I'll share that I'll share that like I I did take um, Amy Porterfield's Digital Course Academy. I invested in that um, in 2019. And um, she has a podcast, um, Online Marketing Made Easy, that is just like incredible. She has so many free resources. But yeah, I I took a course on how to build a course and how to not just build out a course, but how to market a course and how to launch and sell a course. And so um, it's definitely something that has been a learning curve, but... I mean, there's so many resources now out there and 
one of the things I've loved about, for instance, like in Amy Porterfield's course, like when you enroll, you become part of a community again, right? Like then, and so there's been a lot of ways in which um, referrals and marketing networking and all that has happened in that group. So it actually inspired me to then for both the prepared postpartum course and the modern therapist Academy course to create Facebook groups. And those groups, those private groups have been everything for me. Like it is so incredible to have those connections. So many referrals that are happening amongst these modern therapists, so many connections that are happening amongst these parents who are preparing for postpartum um, through the course and along with me, myself and Dr. Christine Sterling. I mean, it's, there, there are so many ways for us to be building these connections and to not feel like we need to go in blind, whether it's to motherhood or to private practice, right? Like right. you do not need to go in blind. You can go in with support and with built-in community and, and, and support that will help you then also build that community, right? And so um, that's one, one, you know, I know that the digital world is such a double-edged sword and there's so many ways in which social media and this, this digital these digital platforms can be really tough to navigate, but there's also so much beauty and community and connection that can be found there. Yeah. Well, I think, I think you've said it best. I mean, I think that, yeah, I'm, I'm obviously incredibly passionate about, about the idea of building community and I'm incredibly grateful for the community that I've become a part of both in terms of the therapist and psychologist community here in, in Montreal, but especially our community that we have online, that it's been a real, um, it's been a real pleasure and a real learning experience to be able to connect with therapists from around the world. And I, I don't take that for granted. Mm. Miriam, thank you so much for taking the time. Where can people who are connecting with the things that you're talking about, where can people find you and your work? Yeah. So you can learn more about my work at miriamkermeyer.com. That's my website, obviously. And then I'm also on different social channels. So Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Miriam Kermeyer. And I talk a lot about mental health and wellness, but largely about friendships and relationships and cultivating resilience and, and self-compassion. What we were talking about, how we can turn some of that care that we show our friends inward. Mm, amazing. Okay. Well, I will be sure to include all those links in the show notes. So if you're listening, you can go find those there. Miriam, thank you so much. As always, I love connecting with you. So grateful to have you as a connection and as part of my community. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really hope you enjoyed the information that was shared in this episode. Ready to build or grow your modern private practice? Click the link in the show notes for Modern Therapist Academy, a comprehensive e-course to support you in building and growing your private practice. Thank you for inviting me and my guests into your day. Be sure to subscribe so you can be the first to hear when new episodes launch. Have a beautiful, wonderful rest of your day.